Welcome to the Doc Washburn Show, the show that talks about what you actually care about. Minutes after each live stream is completed, the Doc Washburn Show podcast is available for download at all your favorite podcast platforms. The Doc Washburn Show is on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at contact at docwashburnshow.com. This is episode 109 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It's Wednesday, March 16th, 2022. The question for today is, is this country in such bad shape that we need a constitutional amendment to allow us to recall the president and vice president simultaneously? We have a couple of guests coming up here in just a moment who will address that question. But first, yes, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. Yes, it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. No, my old employer wouldn't allow me to say that on the radio. And yes, there's all kinds of evidence out there that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. And yes, we must keep the January 6th political prisoners in our prayers, even though our political leaders of the Uniparty in Washington, D.C., refuse to mention them. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Now, I'm running for the Republican nomination for governor of Arkansas. If you'd like to support my campaign, go to our website, electdocwashburn.com, where you can contribute online. Okay, it is an honor to welcome my next two guests to the program. Um, they are Al Martin and Dayton Myers of the group called Recall Now. The website is recallnow.us. Um, and if I understand correctly, uh, the idea here is that things are going so badly under the Biden regime, including what seems like the intentional sacrifice of our economy and our national security uh, that we can't make it to November 2024 under these idiots, and we need to provide the American people with a way to recall them. Uh, Mr. Martin, Mr. Myers, am, am I somewhat on track here? You're you're right on right on track, and, and as everybody knows, we're only about uh, 13, 14 months in, in this administration, and the country is basically uh, uh, coming off the wheels. Um, and it's, you know, regardless of whether we look at inflation, which uh, is, is on a trajectory right now to be really about 25% over this next year, uh, people are feeling the pain. Um, the uh, As you, you mentioned, we have... Uh, American citizens right now, the constitutional rights have been stripped. They have not been, um, they've not been given a trial. Um, they are, uh, very rarely can even see an attorney. All, all this is, is unconstitutional, but, um, the, um, <clears throat> and of course there's the, the, all, all the, the, we, we've lost all respect in, in the world, um, as a country. And, I, I believe in this, and I'm going to have Dayton speak about it, is that, you know, we, we elect a person. All of us hope, you know, even if we don't vote for that person, um, it, it, that we hope that that person will become the best president for all of us. I mean, who who wouldn't want that? But when, when this country, um, however the person came into power, 
we realize after a very short period of time that the person is an absolute disaster. Here's, here's the question. Are we to stay with that person for another three and a half years or, or, or whatever? That wouldn't happen in any job in any position. If I hired a, a person to be uh, my uh, CEO of, of my firm and he's an absolute disaster, if he could say to me, I'm sorry, you can't fire me. I, uh, I've got another three years and, and 10 months to serve. Yeah. What works like nothing. So, um, anyway, that's my take on it. Dayton is a, um, um, a young man who is, it's, it is, is, <clears throat> I look at it this way, doc, I'm of such an age, um, that I look at the world a little bit differently. If I, if I was a younger man, 19, 20, 30 years old, uh, and this is the future of my country, I would be real, real, real worried. So I'll let Dayton speak to that. Hey, Doc, thanks for having us on. You know, uh, Al's absolutely right. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they work for us. And the fact that the impeachment process is absolutely flawed, you know, whether you're a Republican president or you're a Democrat president, yeah, you cannot you can be impeached, but the odds of you getting removed by the Senate are just almost impossible because of the way it's set up. You know, our founders never imagined that we would have a president issuing executive orders uh, without the consent of Congress. You know, they, they never could even fathom that when they wrote the Constitution. And that's why they left Article 5 in there for the states to be able to stand up to the national government, the federal government, if it ever became too powerful. Well, you know, I think uh, they also couldn't imagine the widespread level of fraud that it took to steal a landslide election in November 2020. That's absolutely right. And, you know, I hope that with the laws being passed in several of the states where uh, election fraud was found uh, will help us in the 2022 midterms and the 2024 presidential election. But the fact of the matter is, there's still a chance that they might uh, we might never have another fair election again if we don't remove the people in power in, in, in Washington, D.C. right now, if we don't remove Joe Biden and Kamala Harris from office, they, we may never have another fair election, and we may never have another Republican president ever again. If I, if I could, Doc, you, you hit on a point that I, I would like to uh, um, speak of for a second in, in, in terms of we looked at the last election, all right? There is considerable evidence of, of, of fraud. I remember, I mean, it, it <clears throat> seeing in, in Atlanta, the people asked to leave. Okay, they were done counting, and as soon as the doors were closed, they pull out up, up from up underneath the, the counters literally suitcases full of ballots and begin counting, and we, we know what the end result. On the, on the amendment that we have, we have written, by the way, neither Dayton and I are constitutional lawyers, all right? Yeah. We're, we're, um, but we, we know our Constitution. But this is one of the, 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 I think, extremely strong points of it is that um, the, <clears throat> once the amendment is, is, is passed, and then let's say we have, um, let's, let's say the state of, of Iowa, okay, is the first state to actually call for a recall. Yeah. What will happen is that, that in order to con- conduct a recall from that point on, and, and we are not reinventing the wheels. This does happen. It happened in California. Is that that all these states would begin 
passing measures resolution calling for a recall. Yeah. Now, when that happens, here's the, here's what I think is the beauty of it. The states, the states are going to set the terms of the election, not the federal government. We are we are in jeopardy right now, and there is a strong movement in this country um, uh, to make the the to nationalize the elections. Which let me let me tell you what that would happen. That would mean Washington D.C. is telling the state of Arkansas how you're going to conduct your elections. Okay, do we want that? Of course not. Yeah. What, if, what if the what if, what if Washington D.C. says, "Listen, you can't even check voter ID." All right. What do you mean you can't check? Voter and they're ID? trying. If they're they, trying they, to do that. By the way, they're trying to. <laughs> they they almost got that passed. Exactly. And we we came within a hair of, of doing that. Going back to the Constitution, I, I, I'm amazed how brilliant our founders were because they gave us a Constitution absolutely perfect in every measure. But they said, listen, when you do have an issue that, that, that needs to be changed, and they knew that over the course of history things would, would, would occur, they gave us a process. And they said, here, here's the process. They said, you have the ability as citizens, all right, and this is a, a right that's not taken away, that the citizens in, in, the, in the, the various states can write an amendment to make corrections to the Constitution. Right. And Article so we 5. do have yeah. that ability. The, the, um, there, I mean, I, I was speaking to a group last night, and I said, women, uh, ladies, I said, you once didn't have a right to vote. You know what it took? It took an amendment to the Constitution, the 19th Amendment, to give them the right to vote. I'm sitting here, Dayton Myers, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, is 19 years old. He, he at, at one point in time, until the uh, a constitutional amendment was written and passed, and by the way, it had to be ratified by the states, they gave this young man the right to vote at, at 18. Yeah. So this is just along in, 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 in the lines. But it gives back the states will take the power to do this. That's where who I want to have have the, the power and not the, the almighty federal government. But this is a major portion of, of the, uh, the amendment that we have it. And if you don't mind me saying, last night I was at a conference and I, I – uh, Arkansas State uh, Senator was there. Yeah, his name is is Jason Rapert, and Jason mentioned in the in the room it was full of people. He said, he said this is nothing new. What we're p- proposing basically is every amendment that we've had in the Constitution, okay, had to be ratified by the states. Right. So what we are doing is doing what our Constitution has given us. And we think that it would be a great improvement. And, uh, and, and by the way, you know, as far as, I mean, we're law-abiding citizens. We are abiding by the law um, that, that our forefathers gave us. And, that's what we're, and, and if we don't do it, I think we're, we're, um, we have to answer for that. Now, I, I think, really do. But I think one anyway. of the things a lot of my listeners don't realize um, is – there are two different ways to get a constitutional amendment. The one is to get two-thirds of both houses of the U.S. Congress to do something, which is 
highly unlikely on just about anything, especially on an amendment like this. But the other thing is, according to Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution, uh, to get uh, two-thirds of the state legislatures. You don't have to do it through the U.S. Congress. And people from time to time talk about a convention of the states, Article 5 kind of thing. Uh, But what you're talking about, if I understand correctly, is a very narrowly focused uh, convention of the states to just do this one amendment. Uh, it, it, it is, and you know, um, not not to uh, distance ourselves from the convention of the states, but this is absolutely a one issue deal. There, yeah. there is no chance of what some people talk about being a runaway convention on what we're proposing here. And you're absolutely right, Doc. Even though all of the current amendments, the 27 amendments to our Constitution, were all initiated by Congress, they still had to be ratified by a, a, a two thirds majority of the states. Right. So, ours, the only difference on ours is that it's got to be ratified by four more states, 34 versus 38. So 38 states would have to uh, pass a resolution calling for this amendment in order for it to become an amendment to the Constitution. Right. Hey, hey Doc, would it be all right if I, I, I read the amendment as written? Yeah, sure. Please, brief. please do. Yeah, please okay. do. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> and excuse me. All right. I... Uh, uh, I didn't go through law school, but this is – and by the way, I, I looked at numerous laws as they were written and, and basically just adopted this, the same premise of it. All right. Amendment 28 to the Constitution, it, ha- it has five different sections, all right, and, and both of them are, are – they're, they're all very brief. Section 1, the states on the application of two-thirds majority of the legislators and of two-thirds of the several states – shall have the right and the authority to call for a national referendum to recall the president of the United States, including the vice president, comma, should the president and or the vice president be derelict of duty, treasonous, incompetent, corrupt, or violates their sworn duty to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States it's pretty. That's the first section. That, that's that's um, pretty clear what we're stating. If we have a president or vice president that's either derelict of duty, all you have to do is look at the border and see that we have got derelict of duty right there. Sure, incompetent. Every time we look at the news, okay, we're looking at incompetence. It's embarrassing to see these people. Uh, but <clears throat> and we've all reached the point. I mean, we're we're it's it, it used to be a national joke. But it's no longer a national joke. The second section to it would be that the states, upon two-thirds majority of the legislators, shall convene to determine the date and the conditions of the referendum and the term of the new president, which shall not be less than two years and not more than four. We don't want to elect a new president who's only going to have six months in office or three months in office left. Third section Coinciding with the national referendum to recall the president and vice president, a national election would be held at the exact time to elect a new president and the vice president. I'll come back to that. Section four, the so national let me, election. Let me, just, let, me, let, me just, let me just jump in right. here. I don't know if you can hear me or not, Al. Let me just jump in here. So the idea, if yeah. I understand correctly, is when you do the, when you do the referendum on – uh, hoping you get enough votes 
to recall the president and vice president um, simultaneously. Part of that referendum is also offering the option of who you want to replace them with at the same time. That's absolutely correct, Doc. It's exactly what they did out in California. There's on on if this. 28th Amendment becomes a part of our uh, Constitution. On the ballot, if a recall election was held, the first question would be, do you support recalling the president and vice president of the United States? And it would be a yes or no question. And if you check yes on that, then your second option would be, who do you want to have replace them? So there's no chance, you know, of the presidential line of succession come into play. This does not make Nancy Pelosi president. A lot of people have asked questions about that. That's not what this does at all. It replaces the president and vice president at the same time as we are recalling them. Yeah, yeah. That's very good, that important point. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just saying, very, very important point. I just want to make sure we had clarity on that before Al goes back to the, the actual text of the rest of the amendment. You know, no, that's exactly. I mean, we can't have a gap in a presidency. Uh, obviously not. Okay, yeah. that that will that will not not occur. And the the final thing on here that that I just wanted to point out, we're not changing anything of the Constitution. All right, the the electoral the, the electoral college we keep. All right, so let's take Arkansas, and Arkansas has six electoral college votes. Yeah, if we go into the voting booth, all right. And, uh, and, and, and Biden is recall. Let's say he, 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 uh, the, the over 50% of the people want to recall him. He's recalled. And at the exact same time, okay, in the same voting booth, just like what we did, did before is that we have our list of candidates. I'm sure there'll be Republican. There'll be a Democrat. There'll be independent, libertarian, whatever. Okay. I like the idea of being able to choose who, who my next president is going to be. So, our elect, six electoral college votes, if, if Biden has recalled, those six, those six votes will go towards the recall against him. Then our six electoral college votes, all six, will go to whoever wins the majority of the votes here in the state of Arkansas. Yeah. It'll be just like every other election. So uh, we're not changing any, anything at all in the Constitution. And back to uh, uh, Dayton's point on uh, this is – we're not reinventing the wheel. This was done uh, in California, a, a state that's got 40 million people. Um, it really went off without a hitch, all right? Uh, Larry Elder uh, did not win the election. Uh, Gavin Newsom was able to um, – he, he, he was not recalled. And so why don't we – you know, if California can do it without any problems, why, why can't the rest of the nation yeah, and, and of course, uh, the rest of the nation, uh, okay, the question is, a lot of folks think that the um, that there was fraud, there was abuse, uh, that, the, that the California attempt to recall was rigged. Uh, how, would, how would your system uh, try to avoid that on a national basis? That's a very good question. I'm glad you asked it. It's why we want the states to take control of it, all right? Uh, and when I say it's going to be the majority of the states, uh, I've met or talked to, uh, I think here in Arkansas is that we have, a, we have a very good system. We've had, um, we have updated our system. Um, <clears throat> there, there is very, very, very little chance of, uh, uh, 
abuse or corruption in the system as it's been designed in Arkansas. And Arkansas is not just the only states. But once right. the states decide that, okay, you're talking about a secretary of state in each state yeah. who knows a thousand times more about election process than I would. Uh, and, and it's because it's what their, their, it's what their job is. But I would think, all right, is that number one, only citizens of the United States are going to be able to vote. And number two, this is so simple, all right, voter ID, okay? We have to have voter ID to go and do it just about anything. In, I mean, try getting on a plane without any identification and see oh, what yeah. happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, I mean uh, you can't try, try uh, going to a bank and cashing a check without any vote, voter ID. Uh, so these, these are, these are principles that, that are, are understood to begin with. Bank wants to say something. Yeah. Adding into that, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we're not trying to, to make this is not to be confused with anything that the convention of the States is doing with a, a voter ID or anything like that. Voter ID is not necessarily a part of the amendment that we're, calling for here, but it's absolutely imperative that we do have voter ID in all of our elections. So uh, I think a majority of the states that would probably be in support of this recall already do have voter ID laws on their books, but, uh, you know, we, we don't want to nationalize our elections. And by adding right. election um, stuff to, to our Constitution as far as requir- telling the states how to run their elections, that's really no different than what Congress is trying to do right now, passing their national elections. It, we live in a republic. The states, is, that's, that's what this recall amendment is about, is giving the power back to the states and through the states back to the people. And that's so important that we don't have a, a essentially a dictator right, right. now in Washington, D.C., telling Americans that they have to get the vaccine, that they have to wear a mask, you know, that's not that's not what our founders intended to happen. That's what this amendment is about: is getting giving power back to the states via their legislatures and their people. Yeah, and so, one of the you. things one of the things um, I think is widely believed is that the five swing states Arizona, Georgia, uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin had some really funky things going on and enabled Biden and his handlers to steal the election. Uh, and fortunately, some of these states have changed laws since 2020 to try to keep that from happening again. Um, I don't know if all of them, but, um, you know, that, that, that is a concern. But, yeah, you can't federalize the elections. You have to let the states do stuff, you, you know, run their own Doc, elections. Doc, let me uh, interject something here. And, and I, I, we'd like to give you some, some of the main reasons for, for this. And, uh, but let's, if, if, you, if you're if simply looking at the, the constitutional amendment, all right, let's for a second just remove the politics from it, even Joe Biden from it, all right? Let's just look at it from a, 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 just a, a legal constitutional issue. Um, <clears throat> what harm, right, would it, is there, if you want to look at, well, what's the downside? What harm is there to having a constitutional amendment, okay, added to our Constitution, that any president that we have now or in the future, let, let's, let, I'm going to give you a hypothetical. Um, what if we had a president, let's say, in the future, 
that all of a sudden he makes these these uh, uh, treaties with foreign countries, and it's like, well, what if they, they make a decision that we're going to give half of our oil to uh, country X, Y, and Z, and, and and we're going to do all these things, and American taxpayer, American citizens is going, what are you doing? We don't want any of that to happen. Uh, and so what recourse do we have to go, wait a minute, we don't want to go down that road. Yeah. Um, what recourse do we have to say, put on the brakes and say, we're going to remove you from, from office. I'll tell you what, if the, if the 28th Amendment becomes part of the Constitution, I know what it will do, and this is a very positive thing, is that every president now and in the future will know that they have to be accountable to the people, to the public, to the citizens, and to the states. Now, that is powerful because yeah. if they step beyond those boundaries, okay, and they, they, they want to neglect what, what we want as citizens and working against our interests, I don't think it will happen because they, they know that we, we ultimately, the control and, and, and the authority is in the hands of the citizens, as it should be. Yeah, uh, I see that as a like I said. Even if if, if Joe Biden had, had not been such a train wreck, we really needed the Twenty Eighth Amendment to let every president know you can't do this. The people that it, 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 uh, 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 they touched on it. Basically, it comes down to this: when we elect somebody, are they to rule us, or are we to to rule them? Who is to have the say so in this country? And I believe it has to go with the people. But um, and so it, it's a it's it's really people who should support this on both sides of the aisle, Democrats and Republicans. Should you know it's a, it's a safeguard yeah. yeah. against tyranny. We're, we're we're speaking with uh, with Al Martin and Dayton Myers. The website is recallnow.us. I got to uh, mention something else here briefly, and then we'll get right back to this uh, this issue. Uh, we are so thankful for our advertisers who allow us to be able to do what we do here. The views and opinions expressed in the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. So let me just say this. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage that you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. Now, I know people who've actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom. The freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are in the continental United States. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website. That puts you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts still right here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Now, clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions that then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. 
Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door anywhere in the lower 48. RedRiverYourWay.com. You'll be glad you did. Now, one of the things we talk about so often on the Doc Washburn Show is federal overreach, the overreach of the federal government. And if you want to push back, here's a great opportunity. Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to to the doctor? Do your sky-high co-pays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, there's a website you need to go to called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, Affordable Plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. Big, beautiful red button says Schedule Call Now. You click the button, book a free consultation with my friend, Art Wilborn, who will make sure there are no gaps in your coverage and also make sure your personalized health coverage doesn't force you to cover horrible things like abortion that some of those Obamacare plans do. Nothing, nothing in your personalized health coverage at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com will insult your deeply held religious beliefs. Again, the website, MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, Personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. Click the red button that says Schedule Call Now. Book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He'll make sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. All right, let me go back to Al Martin and Dayton Myers. The website is RecallNow.us. You know, Al, you you brought up something uh, interesting about... If a, uh, a president wanted to do some kind of a treaty that the people of the country didn't want to do, and it reminded me of Barack Obama and uh, JCPOA, what we call the Iran nuke deal, uh, which he did not submit to Congress as a treaty. He just did kind of an executive administrative action, um, you know, pledging us to this uh, so-called treaty, not really a treaty because it didn't get uh, run through Congress, uh, and it opened up Iran to do all kinds of nefarious things. And um, I, I think that uh, our members of Congress felt hamstrung, like, well, there's nothing we could do about that. This 28th Amendment uh, would be a, a, a pushback uh, opportunity, I think, on um, you know the, the, the unfettered use of executive power. Well, you're you're exactly right, and this is this is current events. Uh, the uh, absurdity of uh, our, our diplomacy with with countries like Iran. I mean, um, <clears throat> you did. I mean, what what country gives an enemy, and they are an enemy because they have declared us to be the villain and the enemy. They, I mean, they have. There's leaders in in Iran that have sworn to destroy America. Uh, they can they consider us infidels, but we're giving them money. The, here's here's the real absurdity right now, as I understand it, um, is is that the the Biden administration has has invited Russia to negotiate 
the terms of, of some kind of a new agreement with Iran. Yeah, it's, that's right. I, I mean, I mean, are we, are we, are we living in, I mean, is there something wrong with this picture here? I mean, we have uh, a, an aggressor that is, uh, we're, we're starting with, as we speak today, okay, as this very day, Russia is, is uh, there are people dying at the hands of Russia, and, and they are going to negotiate some kind of deal between us and Iran. That's ab- absurd, but... I'd like to speak on, on this just for a second, because all, all these points are, are reasons for the 28th Amendment. But what worries me is, and, and Dayton's going to speak about some economic issues, but what worries me I'm, I'm, is, is our military, all right? It's 16,000 of our finest troops in the Air Force, Army, Marines, and Navy, okay, were forced out because of the, uh, the mandate. Here's here's, yeah, here's the vaccine. The absurdity yeah. of that. Here's the absurdity. The mandate that our president, and it came from him. He's the commander in chief, and let us not forget that. The mandate that he used to force these people to lose their positions that they've worked in, many of them 10, 15, 20 years, that same mandate did not apply to his own White House staff. Right. Talk about hypocrisy. There's people running around the White House that were not mandated to have a vaccine. They didn't lose their jobs. And then we lost all these people in the, in the military. But here's the scary thing, in, in my humble opinion. In the month after Joe Biden came in, into office is that one of the things that he, he did immediately was that he went directly to all of our military academies and he purged. The, the academies. He purged them of the leadership, the very same people that approve who the cadets are going to be. Every Trump appointee was fired. That's unheard of. Wow. They were replaced. They, it, this is serious. This is, they were replaced by people that, that are supporters of Biden. Now let's step back and think about that for a second. Why there's, there's two branches of our government and, and they should all be, but two branches of our government that absolutely should never be politicized. One is obviously our military. Right. All right. Okay. And the second are our court systems. Neither one of those, our court systems are to be fair uh, to, to all citizens. But the this, this scary thing is, is this. Why would any president want to politicize the military? No. Scratch your head on that. What are, what, what is the purpose? What are their plans? Uh, the plans are nefarious. And so I don't know of any other president that has ever done that. They've actually gone to the great extreme that when you, you appoint people to these very important positions that, that they not be political at all. They should be based on, on certainly somebody's ability and qualifications. But what is happening to our own military is, is for me, uh, and I am ex-military, um, and I side with the 16,000 that, that, were, that were forced out of the military that did nothing wrong, in my opinion. Uh, for me, this is, this is an extremely important issue that would demand a recall of a president of the United States. It would, if, if, I'll put it another way. If Donald Trump had done the same thing, 
guess what what I'd be doing right now? I would be fighting for the removal of, of that man as president of the United States. Never politicize our military. But anyway, that and and of course we could talk about Afghanistan where he left eighty two billion in, in arms again to our enemy and the and the atrocity that that that, that was that happened over there. We, as my, as I understand it, we still have American citizens behind enemy lines. Oh yeah, this is it. as a commander in chief. How how bad how how much more terrible can you get? But and it's anyway, intentional. Are, it's it's obviously obviously he obviously he left Americans over there intentionally. Obviously he said no 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 we're going to desert the Bagram Air Force Base and make it really difficult by trying to uh, airlift whoever we're getting out of there from this uh, major international airport in the middle of uh, a large metropolitan area instead of Bagram Air Base out from uh, Kabul where we would have had some kind of control over who gets in and gets out of the airport. Exactly. And as, as I understand it, and, 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 and keep in mind, I, I keep in mind, I, you know, I'm not – I'm not in Washington. I'm not in on all these meetings. But from what I understand, uh, the, his, his, his generals, um, the head of the Joint Chief of Staff, Milley, and, and General Austin, have come out publicly and said they, they were questioned under oath, is this the plan that you had? And they said, no. They advised they advise Joe Biden, this is not what should be done in, over in Afghanistan. They were overruled. All right, and and the decisions were disastrous. Here, here again, uh, it, we have a president who doesn't even listen to the top advisors, and he makes he, he makes decisions that are extremely costly uh, in money and life. What we left over in in Afghanistan, the number of weapons I have have a have a list that can actually go to our website and 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 see these. You, they probably have seen them around. You could start. A country can start a good-sized war with what we left them, and these, these uh, the Taliban are not known as being peaceful people. So we we've left that entire region of of the country uh, of the world in danger because yeah. of the derelict actions of of Joe Biden. And and we have to say with Joe Biden, every time we speak of him, it's Joe Biden and his vice president. Kamala Harris, but yes, the, those the are cackling one. On, on a, yes, the, the Kamala, the, uh, Kamala the cackler. And by the way, uh, I'm going to nominate you for a Nobel Prize for understatement when you said the Taliban are not really known for being peaceful people. Uh, there was there was a stiff competition for the Nobel Prize for understatement until you said that, and I think you're head and shoulders above all the other contestants. So you certainly have my vote. Well, I I graciously accept that. Absolutely. Okay. Um, but anyway, Biden, uh, 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 Dayton, um, you know, the, here's sort of the unique, unique thing about our organization. It's a, it's a blend of older people and younger people. Right. All right. We want to get everybody in, in, in involved. Um, the, um, as, as, a, as a Dayton, by the way, is, I have to throw this out there because, um, he's, he's pretty impressive young man. He is, he's actually going to a full-time college student. Get this. All right. So he understands as a college student what, what it's like on, on these these domestic issues, how they pinch the, the pocketbook. But in addition to that, he's running for JP, okay, here in Garland County. 
And uh, he's the youngest person, I think, that has ever done that. And if he's elected, and we hope that he will be, uh, he'll be the youngest person ever elected in that position. On top of that, get this, Doc, uh, he just got his broker's license in in real estate. So uh, we're very fortunate in that the Recall Now movement that we have some uh, a very young and um, a, a, a already a, a person that is uh, doing some incredible things, and and we have a, we have a leader in in the, in the making right now, uh, and we want more young people to, to be involved. We need help in in a lot of ways. We need we have a we actually have an office in, in Hot Springs, but. We need a lot of help with people that might be able to assist us in, in videos and social media. We need writers. We need volunteers. Yeah. I, I need to also say this. We, we are not paid positions. Right. 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 We are, do, we are doing, we're doing this on our own. We put money into this organization and we, we don't take it out. So we're, you're not talking to two people that have been hired who have this, you know, uh, the credit cards and the car and so forth. This, this is, this is, we are a grassroots organization as grassroots as, as, as it gets. But Dayton is an incredible young man. And I know that, that he's very versed on the, the, the domestic economic issues. And I know that that's certainly, uh, that's certain, certainly a concern for him. Yeah. You know, you know Doc, um, one thing that uh, I know that there, that there's uh, you have a big audience on your show, and I'm sure that there's several uh, uh, legislators, not I mean in Arkansas and nationwide, that listen to your show. You know, I can I, I thought about this a lot. We've met with several state, several is an understatement, many state legislators, a majority of state legislators here here in Arkansas, and, and have talked to them about this. Amendment, and we've seen, received positive feedback. We've got uh, some on board, but we don't have enough on board yet for it to to uh, be passed. And the only reason that I could see that somebody currently in elected office would be opposed to this issue or running for office, you know, you're running for governor, Doc. I'm running for JP, which is much less important. But the only reason I can see somebody being opposed to this is because they intend on abusing their power. If a legislator is listening to the show right now, why would you not want to have power over the executive branch of government? The legislators are supposed to be the ones with the power, not the executive branch. Okay, you know, you you, you touched on it earlier, Doc. This is a check on executive overreach. It gives the power back to the people via their legislators, and it's so important that we we you know. In every in every facet of our government, like Al said earlier, a official who is either abusing their power, is corrupt, is derelict of duty, should we should have the ability to remove them? There should be no such thing as a uh, person. Oh, he's got this much left in his term. He's a lame duck. Well, just because you're a lame duck doesn't mean you shouldn't do your job. Okay. Right. Right. You know, right. Uh, there there's there's several you know ways, and we hope this amendment does not stop at, you know, we, we want to recall the president, but we hope that other states maybe can beat Arkansas to the, to the task of following it. Because right now the, the state legislatures and some of the leadership that we have has not been very receptive to this. And I just don't understand why doc. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that, that is a good question. I 
guess because some people don't want to rock the boat, don't understand uh, the importance, don't realize that we're in the process of, of losing our country. And another thing is um, when I talk to people, I'm sometimes really surprised that they do not understand the impeachment process. You know, uh, it's just amazing. In their lifetime, Bill Clinton was impeached once. Donald Trump was impeached twice. But, of course, the second impeachment for Trump was after he was out of office. But neither Clinton's impeachment or Trump's first impeachment led to him being kicked out of office. And, but, but, but so many people don't understand that. They don't understand, okay, impeachment is losing the vote in the House, which is kind of like an indictment. And then the impeachment managers go over to the Senate, and they have a trial. And unless you can get 67 votes in the Senate, you're not going to kick that president out of office. And they don't understand that. I mean, I, I, I was flabbergasted um, last year when Marjorie Taylor Greene, a uh, congresswoman, a freshman congresswoman out of northwest Arkansas, pardon me, northwest Georgia, um, Freudian slip there, northwest Georgia, had proposed impeaching Biden for some of the horrible things he was doing. And of all people, Tom Cotton kind of said, well, look who's next in line. And unlike Senator Cotton, um, you and I both know that you you impeach somebody of high crimes and misdemeanors, uh, but you you both we also both know uh, he's not going to get voted out in a trial in the Senate. So who's next in line is immaterial. You impeach because it's the right thing to do. So I guess part of the the process of educating people about the need for a twenty eighth amendment is educating them about what actually happens and does not happen in the impeachment process as is currently set up. Right. It's almost impossible for, you know, we have, we have midterm elections, you know, so it's very easy for the House to be a different part, to the majority of the members of the our U.S. House to be from a different party than the president. But the way that our Senate, uh, U.S. Senate elections are broken up, you know, uh, every for you know, year A, cycle A, whatever they call it. You know, we have 30, 33 uh, senators go up for election. Then we got 30, 35 and one. Then I think we got 32 and another one. Then split up. The odds of the Senate having 67 members or, I mean, uh, the, the bipartisanship is almost dead in Congress, and that's a sad thing to say. Hopefully right. there, there's more of that to come. But it's almost impossible for 67 members of Congress to be of a different party than the pre- than the sitting president, it's almost impossible. Right. And the founders never intended, or never even could fathom, such such, such a split like we have on, in our national uh, government right now. The Republican Democratic parties fighting each other. They never thought that that would happen, where we'd be you know hating each other and and, and you know uh, going after each other and saying bad things about each other. If it, they intended for when you had a different set of ideas, you leave it when you leave. Uh, Congress, you know, your friends after that. We don't have, we're not lucky enough to have that anymore. But the, the, it's, the impeachment process is flawed because of that reason. Yes, you can get impeached in the House. As you said, Trump was impeached twice. Uh, Clinton was impeached once. But removal from office is almost impossible. But say that, they're, say that they were impeached and removed. Like you said, who do we got to replace Joe Biden right now? Kamala? 
Okay, so say we impeach her. Who's going to replace her? Pelosi? I mean, come on. We can't. We, impeachment is not an option right now. We can't impeach everybody in our government. So we have to recall. That's the, that's the only option we have. The Doc, I can explain something. It is that <clears throat> we have become, there's too many people in office. The only thing that they care about is their power and their political party. It's a, it's a shame, and, and this is a this is a blanket condemnation on, on the entire Congress. It's why they they have about a twelve percent uh, uh, approval rating in this country. They earned that, okay? Oh, yeah. They earned that because because what became more important to them was they, when when I, you know let's just get real. When they go and take an oath, they might as well just take an oath to their own political party and not to this country because that's who they have been serving. And I'm a, a person who basically I'm apolitical, all right. Like I said, if Trump had been doing the thing, the things that Biden had been doing, all right, I, we would be we would be doing the exact same thing, all right. We're not Republican and we're not Democrat. I will tell you what I am. In Dayton, is is it, we are we are Americans, okay. And there and and this amendment is and an issue. And I, w- I think, and we're seeing that people can come together and unite on it. I like to, like to just just say this: there are a lot of people, all right, and there's a lot of your audience. And if you ask them what the big issue is, some of them want to stop abortion, some of them want to get the CRT out of our schools. I, I, I believe in all that. Many people want to reduce the deficit. We all want to stop stop inflation and close our borders. Our criminal justice system is, 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 I mean, we've got a system in which criminals have more rights than, than the rest of us. What's happening in a lot of the major cities is, is, is a crime in, in itself. And, of course, we have a, an energy crisis that our country has, has created. Yeah, so, man, it's manufactured. The energy, energy crisis has been manufactured uh, by Biden and his handlers. Is. Yeah, no question. But, you know, you, you, said, you said one thing about... These people being loyal to their party, I think that the Democrats are loyal to their party's platform. But I think too many Republicans uh, in Washington are loyal to lobbyists, but they're certainly not loyal to the uh, the the planks of the Republican Party platform. What they, I, I agree with you totally. But what they're loyal, loyal to the the most is we've created a system. Okay, and and. We have two systems out there, all right? And one, one, one has all the power and one doesn't. Washington, D.C., this is what's been going on for years and years and years, is that a, 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 let's say you, you, we elect somebody who is um, they're all, for all the things that we're, we're for, all right? I've been to Washington num- numerous times. And it is, you know, what they say, absolute uh, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. It is yeah. it's not so much the corruption, okay, but they go up to Washington and it becomes, it's its, it's, its own entity, okay? Washington thrives to take care of Washington. Right. And the rest of us out here, whether we're in Arkansas or Iowa or Idaho or, or whatever, we lose our power, almost. We lose the power as people when it goes to Washington. What we have to do is take the power back, all right, let the states, and I do believe in, in, in the states stepping up and start 
controlling and 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 controlling the narrative, and also in the case of the the Twenty Eighth Amendment, let the states take take the the bull by the horns, and and, and that's what we have to do. But one thing, and, I, and I, I'd like to uh, get this across, is that all these issues, where, regardless of whether we're talking about abortion, if you you really want to end abortion, and I do, and so many people do, then let's remove the person up there basically writing the checks to Planned Parenthood. Yeah. You want to stop CRT in, in school, which I do, then remove the person basically that is okaying it through the Department of Education and from not only promoting it, but financing it. Right. Go to the source, the single source, and that is the president and the vice president who assume all the power and remove them. Then all these other things, okay, can begin to happen that we actually have some control. Until until we have a president, and this is any president behind the, the sitting behind the desk at the Oval Office who's just he's in he's in control of the budget. Okay, and he's also the one that has executive orders. Remove that person. Okay, let's replace them with a person, man or woman, all right, who understands and who will appreciate us out here in 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 the rest of this country. I think we can do that. Okay, the website is recallnow.us. It's all about Amendment Twenty Eight, and the idea behind it is. Look, the impeachment process doesn't work, and clearly with the the obvious destruction that the Biden regime is is wreaking upon the American economy, our way of life, even our national security, we need another option. We need the option to recall a president and vice president um, automatically, uh, pardon me, uh, to, to, re, re, to recall them independently of the impeachment process, which clearly doesn't work. Um, so if people want to find out more, obviously they go to recallnow.us. If they have questions, uh, there's a, a tab on recallnow.us uh, for contact, and they can send their, their questions to you about this, this whole idea there, right? Yes, they can. And we also have a phone number that they can call. And the phone number is 855-732-2559, which that's that's 855-RECALL-9. Again, the phone number is 855-732-2559. And they can call us. If we're not available, they can leave a message, and we'll get back with them as soon as we can. But we need volunteers. We need supporters. If you're sick of going to the gas pump, and right now you're paying $4 a gallon, Hey, this summer is going to be five dollars a gallon. If you don't want, if you want to stop that, you want drilling back here in America. If you want the Keystone XL pipeline, get on board with the recall. Very good, very good. All right, uh, Al Martin and Dayton Myers for Amendment Twenty Eight RecallNow.us, gentlemen. It is an honor to talk to uh, two great patriots like you guys today, and I, I wish you much success. Hey Doc, I tell you what, we appreciate you for for all your years. You've been you you carry the banner, okay, for the rest of us out here on, on constitutional rights and our liberties, and we can't thank you enough. And when you ever get a, t- a chance, come on down. We'll take you fishing if you like to do that. Sounds great. Sounds Doc. great.
Thank you. Thank you, dog. Thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Thank you so much. All righty. Okay. That's a lot to chew on. Recallnow.us. Again, the views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washington Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Let me mention a couple of them here because they make it possible for us to do what we do here. My friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton, Benton, Arkansas. Justin's a former insurance adjuster, knows all the tricks of the insurance trade, left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he sure helped me out when I was in two automobile accidents in 2019 and also when I got rear-ended December 17, 2021, Colonel Glenn Road in Little Rock. He's been a big help to me and my family. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who've been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton makes sure the Minton Law Firm, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, always works hard for you. Now, whether you're hurt in a car wreck, hurt on the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm at 501 943 4195 or visit com today. All right, now, this next uh, message might really help you. If you have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, this one might really help you. It's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines and my neck pain. Here's how it works. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs two ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body the way God designed it to do. So, yes, it can affect your circulatory system, your digestive system, your respiratory system, even your reproductive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. If you're having any of these issues, do yourself a favor. If you're in central Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted. If you're outside central Arkansas and you're thinking, man, that sounds like something that perhaps could help me go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click 
on the tab that says find a doctor near you. And I certainly hope there is one. All right. That having been said, I love this part of the show when I get to say, hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. And it's brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com, the big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to online, and they'll deliver it to your front door anywhere in the continental United States of America. Today's Tweet of the Day, the great U.S. Representative Thomas Massey out of Kentucky. And he has a picture of Vladimir Zelensky, the head of Ukraine, speaking to members of the U.S. Congress on a big screen in a hall somewhere. It's clearly not the U.S. House chamber and not the U.S. Senate chamber, speaking to them on a big screen in a hall somewhere. And in today's Tweet of the Day, brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com, Congressman Massey says, Breaking Zelensky ends COVID. U.S. representatives and senators packed shoulder to shoulder without masks, no testing, no social distancing. Why must citizens continue to wear masks on airplanes, Joe Biden? That's today's Tweet of the Day. I mean, I... I don't know how to add to that. That's strong, brother. Thank you, RedRiverYourWay.com, for allowing us, for allowing us to have the Tweet of the Day each and every day. All right, you've been listening to Episode 109 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us, and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansur's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansur Sempier the 10th. Well, that's the way it is. Wednesday, March 16th, 2022.